Welcome to the PDX Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and this episode is part one of our coverage of the 2019 NAM show. Members from our crew, including executive producer Mike Burling, Brent Angelo, and Mike Mooney, had a great interview with recording artist Danko Jones and the company Eargasm Earplugs. We hope you enjoy part one of PDX Spotlight live from the NAM show 2019. Welcome, everyone. We are coming to you live from NAM 2019 in Anaheim, California. I'm your host, Mike uh, Mooney, and uh, to my left, I have Brent Angelo. What's up, Mike? Uh, my right, I have uh, Mike Burling. Hey, hey, I, our, I our, just want to point out here before we get rolling. Oh no, this is <laughs> this is probably our fourth take on this, so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy that we're we're on track. I get to edit it. So uh, we are here at NAM 2019. And uh, what we're doing with this podcast is a, it's a special edition of the podcast. Um, normally, it's an audio episode of, of the video episode, of the full episode of, of PDX Spotlight. This, this time, what we're doing is a live recap of NAM 2019. So um, Through today. Through today. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll probably Friday. add a little bit more later on. Uh, cap off tomorrow and, and Sunday. Um, so I, I want to start by going around and getting everyone's biggest highlight from the NAM 2019 so far. What, Brent, what was your favorite part of NAM 2019 thus far? I've always been a person that connects to certain musicians, and I've always been a person that I, don't, I never was connected to the fame side or the money, the, all that kind of stuff, but the, the fame goes along with musicianship. But there's certain people I've really connected to in music, and it, it's fun. NAMM is kind of a place where, like, everybody goes. So you can see people who don't normally go, or, like, you don't normally see. Yeah. So it, you can, like, literally run into, like, today I ran into Damon Johnson, who's been in Brother Kane, the Black Star Writers. He's played with everybody. Stan Lizzie. And it's like, you look over the across the room, oh, there's Damon. And you're watching, like, Nancy Wilson on stage. It's like these crazy mixtures of people that's like, this is awesome. So this is the one place you can do that. That's why I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of accessibility to the bands I've noticed here and the, and the artists here. It, it felt like, like we saw, maybe we're getting into it a little early, but we saw Peter Frampton, and it felt like he was just hanging out. Yeah, well, he, you know, he wasn't because he was on stage, but he's, he kind of had that personality right but I think what's interesting is that you see you know some of us recognize people that others don't recognize and vice versa Brent's the master at recognizing you know the original singer for Ted Nugent's band yeah. who I love but I wouldn't have known who he is I mean this guy's the voice of Stranglehold I get it I love it I love the song that's yeah. why I like Derrickson yeah, I love it too but I wouldn't know what he looks like right yeah. and so it's funny to, to think that we're wandering around this massive space with thousands of people and we're probably walking by very famous people all day long and we don't even realize. Yeah, there was a guy when uh, I was... So at one point I had taken a little break because it's a really long day. Um, you know, I'm like, we're like 12 hours in and I'm like, okay, I need to just kind of relax a little bit. And I went and sat down at a, a, a couch and at a couch next to me was a, just a random guy with... And he just had drumsticks on him. And I thought, oh, he's just a guy who bought some drumsticks at NAMM. And his, he's sitting with a, a, a woman and uh, a, a group of people come up to him and they tell him that 
he's the their favorite drummer they've ever seen live, and he's the most. Inc- they're blown away that he's just sitting on a couch. And I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, so you didn't even tell me this. You should take a picture so it's, Brent could tell us who yeah, he is. So Brent could explain it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't see like there's some special talent I have. It's like I think this connection I have is because I go see these people. Yeah, I yeah, feel you've like got I, history with them. Well, it's not just that. It's like I listen to the music. But then I go see it. I'm a live music supporter. Mm-hmm. I ran into the lady from the Barwire Dolls, the the bass player. Okay. She's not the lead main focus right. lady. You knew who she was, yeah. It's like, hey, you know, I saw her and I said, hey, Barwire Dolls. She was like stoked because like... Somebody knows who I am. Yeah. 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 But that's because I go see those bands. I know like, yeah. she's cool, man. She's in a, you know, she does... But I think, it's, I think it's also nice that these guys can, can walk around in a space like this and not necessarily get harassed. You yeah. Know, you don't have... Bono walking around, but you have, you know, people who support bands like that that are massively successful, and they might not have that kind of, you know, public face that we're used to. But some of the talent in this in, in this building over the weekend is it's off the charts. Um, you know, and we've got an example. We'll talk a little bit about Danko Jones, who we who we talked to today. Um, so I, I want to kind of get a little more into the highlights, and I think we're we're much broader than we planned on being, but which yeah. is fine. Um, and, and Brent mentioned last night we had uh, we were lucky enough to get into the Gibson private event. I think it was a paid event too, but we ended up getting press passes, which was great. We got in for free. We got in early, and um, we were able to sit right up front, and then we were able to get right up into the press pit to take photos and to take some video and. Uh, you know, some of the people that were there, I, I guess I'm kind of getting into my highlight, one of my highlights, right. That's great. which was watching these guys perform. Peter Frampton, to me, was easily the best of the night. Um, and we're talking Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. We're talking Nancy Wilson from Heart. Um, and there were some bands there that I had not heard of. Um, what was her name? Emily, I forget her last name. Emily Wolf. Emily Wolf was... Um, she was great. Yeah, she's great. And I was particularly um, impressed by Black Pistol Fire. I had not heard of them. I, he had like amazing energy. They were, and there was just two guys and drummer and, and a guitarist, singer. Robert Robbie Krieger. Yeah, he was, I mean, yeah, you're seeing so you're seeing Frampton, Robbie Krieger, Nancy Wilson, Billy Gibbons. Um, and don't forget the fact they played together at the end. Like that's something you never ever. It was great. Yeah, and but then you had some of these kind of unknowns um like emily's getting some traction i think she's got a little bit of a fan base now um i had heard of her but i hadn't seen her and i was really impressed but black pistol fire to me was like who who the hell are these guys and that's a cool thing about nam too it's like you go maybe with intentions to see people you know or like and you the nam experiences you go and you find people you've never heard of it opens your doors to like wow who is this who's that yeah, I gotta go meet them. I gotta go buy their stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was a, a kid. I forget his last Toby. name. Toby, thirteen-year-old kid playing guitar with Billy Gibbons and killing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just was... for not like. There's sometimes when a kid gets to play with like his idols or whatever, and it's it's just sort like of a situation of like. Yeah. He knew somebody, his parents were friends with somebody, right. and they thought, this will be nice. Right. How cute. This yeah, this stage. is adorable. Yeah. 
How many this people? was not it at all. No. He he got up there and I was like, oh, this is sort of like a like a fun because it's Nam and it doesn't matter. It's not a show that you know is a big deal sort of a thing. They're letting him up there and then he started to play. I was like, oh my. Yeah. Well, I had that thought. Can you imagine being like 13 years old playing guitar? You look over and you got Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top, and Peter Frampton playing your rhythm section as you are soloing over those guys. Right. I mean, I know that he probably doesn't respect them like we do and know the history oh, they do. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he was... But, no, I'm, but it sounds like he has respect for music from what he was playing, but at the same time, it's like, we know those people as legends. Yeah. He just thinks, hey, these guys are cool. They wrote these songs. Yeah. But he is soloing over some of the best in the business. Right. And you can tell, you, know, you look at Billy Gibbons, and he's just kind of got this little yeah. sly look on his face. Like, this kid has uh, got it. it was, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, good for that kid, man. That's really great. Yeah. Um, can I make one note on the Nam, or the Gibson Nam Jam? I was really impressed by the CEO. JC. Oh, yeah. yeah. He JC. came out, and like the one thing that really impressed me about him is the fact he came out. Gibson has had his troubles. You know, here's like they're one of the main standards in rock music as for instruments. They're the Ford and Chevy of like instruments in this in this whole circuit, and they had troubles. They were finding problems with like music not getting the support like it used to. Sales were dropping, places started closing, people losing their jobs. So it was a scary thing for the industry. Because if Gibson goes out, that's a huge... But he came out and just said... He laid out the truth. It wasn't like he, but he sugarcoated it. He came out and says, you know, I'm taking on this job. This, you know, He was totally honest with this crowd. It was incredibly sobering yes. to, to listen to. Because right. you, you never hear a CEO of a company no, it's, yeah. talk, talk the way that he did. He was very, uh, he was genuine. very genuine and honest about yeah. where they were, but where they were going. Well, he was, he was a real dude. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I've worked in the corporate world for many years and, and gone through a number of CEOs and sat through a number of big CEO presentations. And that's not what this was. Yeah. You know, yeah. this was real. It was, he had his supporters in the room. It was, you know, the other thing too was we, you know, the very first place we went when we got in yesterday afternoon was the Gibson room. It was just like, um, yeah. this is where we should go first. And it was, yeah. it was a huge, it was a very impressive room. And the show as well too. That show was like a very well it was, put together. Yeah. yeah. Everything about it. I, I gotta say, Gibson. So far, as vendors go, that's the show. So far, I'd say Gibson's at the top. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked was that we, you know, we flew in yesterday. We got down here as soon as we could. I think we got to the to the place at I don't know four in the afternoon. And we walk into Gibson, and the first guy I talked to was the CEO. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you know, actually, I, that was one of your complaints throughout the day because you go to the booths and then a lot of these vendors don't even have people to talk to. That, that was, yeah, that was a little frustrating too. I agree. You know, it's like, well, now we're getting into the low lights, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, which, you know. I think we hold on to that for a little okay. bit longer. I, I, like, I like where you're going with that, though. So yeah. let's come back to that. Yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about some of the uh, vendors that we really, really enjoyed yeah. meeting with? Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, the gentlemen over at Eargasm were really fun to talk to and really yeah. focused on, on on their product and really focused on making sure that musicians are going to be able to hear in their yeah. 70s, which is really great. Right. And a lot of them are in their 70s, which yeah. is, so it's, it's a good timing. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of us are trying to hold on to our hearing for as long as we can. Right. <laughs> well, we're all people that do live shows a lot. And it's mm -hmm. like, and it's surprising me more people do not do ear protection. 
So that's kind of that was one of my main goals down here is like checking more into that kind of stuff. When I saw them listed, mm-hmm. say, hey, what is this company about? What do you, how is it better than a standard earplug? You know, you know, I want to hear, I want to be able to hear music when I'm seventy. The crazy thing about those those earplugs, and I, I don't mean to just like turn this into a commercial for them, but we did get some some earplugs yeah, from they, them it was a, as it was a part a, of a giveaway right, for right, Nam. Great marketing strategy and. Uh, so I'm in I'm in the uh, I'm in the the drum section of Nam, which is sort of it, it, it's I think the FBI uses it as a technique to get people to surrender. Crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, you it's just, were about to crack. It is. Idea. It was. I was very close to yeah. just being done with all of it. Kudos um, to those people who worked that room. All yeah. Day. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Um, those guys earned their money but, that week. But. It was so I threw the earplugs in, and it was crazy because I could still, Mike, I could still, you and I could still have a conversation, but I was, I was, it was, it took something off of the overall kind yeah. of pounding on my ears, and I, I don't totally get the the physics and the science behind it, but it was subtle. Yeah, it was, it was subtle, it was, but it worked really it was, well. It took me a minute because I, I put them in, and I'm like. What kind of sounds like I doesn't sound like anything's happening? Mm-hmm. And then as we kind of walked into the drum section, it's like, oh yeah. Well, it's not painful. It's like it doesn't like it didn't really change the sound of the room necessarily. Like I felt like my voice was a little muffled to myself, yeah. but it didn't change the sound of the room like I expected. It was like so it took me a minute to go. Well, it's actually not hurting my like I can. It's tolerable. Yeah. But I can still hear hear it. It's it's really hard to explain. Yeah, it is. Um, but well, when I tried um, them with Jaron James Nichols, listening to his set, I wore him in there to try them out, and I thought this is kind of cool. And I forgot I had him in. I yeah. literally started talking to somebody after the show. I'm like, oh god, I forgot my. So it, they they seem to work. Like I'm still gonna play around with them, but I was kind of yeah. I'm impressed them by it. Yeah, we'll we'll try them some live shows and see how they do. So we actually had a chance to talk to um, the owner yes. of uh, of Eargasm. Uh, Ryan Perry is his name. Super nice guy. Seemed like a young, energetic guy. I was I was actually really impressed with the the presentation they had. As mm-hmm. you know, I think they're a fairly new company. Um, so let's take a little listen and see what uh, see what Ryan had to say. So Eargasm Earplugs was founded back in 2015. This is our second year here at Nam. We're having a great time. What people love about our earplugs is that they preserve sound quality while reducing noise levels about 21 decibels. It's a pretty nice thing because you could be in a loud drum hall like this, or you could be in a concert environment or gigging with your band, pop in our earplugs, and when things are too loud, it brings down the volume while preserving the sound. So it's really beneficial to all kinds of musicians and concert goers out there. Nam's amazing, and there's a ton, a ton, a ton of people there. And invariably, there's going to be things that uh, are awesome about Nam that you ju- had just left when someone shows up. It's it's FOMO uh, to the max uh, at Nam. So I wanted to go over and get everybody's uh, everybody's near miss from this Nam. That oh, if I had just so far, been there yeah. so far, if I had just been there, that would have been so cool. Right. Uh, so Brent, uh, if we could start with you. Well, actually, that pretty much sums up Nam because Nam is such a total. Oh, it's just this non-stop, just crazy element. Like, you can go straight ahead, and there's, like, a million things left and right behind you, and it's like there's no end to it. And you like you can have friends texting you, like, oh, you got to come over right now, blah, 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 it's over here, and you're, like, over there, or you're trying to make shows at night. We had shows, like, friends had set up, and it's, like, it's hard to do them all. 
There's only every you are, you are going to miss something. Oh yes, whether yep. you like it or not. We have what at least three or four different shows we were like set to go to, and it's like you can only go to one thing, you know? It's, yeah. But that's how much good stuff is in this town through this week. It's just it's so. Like, what it, so what was it for you? What was the show or person? What's or, the one thing that you're like? Oh, I wish I would have been able to go to that. I really wanted to see the Bash Fest. I thought that was really cool. There's a lot of musicians I liked there. There are some musicians in that who put on a tribute to and one element. There's Randy Rhodes tribute. There's a tribute to John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, who I was, was appreciated. But there's um, guys from the Dead Daisies and Burning Rain. Yeah, I, I agree with that one too. And it's uh, it's funny because we got VIP passes to that. It's like, holy, you know, how are we getting VIP passes to these things that when we have good we, friends? We have good friends. That helps. Um, and we actually had to choose. Like, well, do we go to the Gibson thing or do we go to the Bonzo Bash? Well, I want to go to both. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a, I, that's a good miss. Yeah. The one thing you need at NAM that we don't have, that we, it's the, it, the crucial thing you need at NAM is multiplicity. And that's something we don't have. Because it's like literally, there's so much. I mean, how many people you, we walk by going, you hear music and it could be anybody. And it's just like you can't, like you're rushing. And that's one thing about NAM too, it's so large. Yeah. It's like it's hard to. I mean, one thing, I've been to NAMM before. It's been probably about 20 years. It's kind of crazy it's been that long. But just the revolution of cell phones. It you like The old days of, like, literally, right. you know, hey, you had friends or your wives or whatever you go with, and it's like, hey, be at this booth at this time. Yeah. Because that was how you got together. At I, least, think, I think this is a good time to point out that Brent's nickname on this trip has become Waldo. <laughs> because everywhere we go, like, we'll be walking along. And we were, I don't remember where we were at. We're walking along, and Mike and I are talking, and we turn, and Brent's just gone. Like, he was there a second ago, and he's just, he's got this gift of, like, vanishing into thin air. I don't know, I don't know how he does it. What, he, what it is, is he stops and talks to somebody, and we just yeah. keep walking. I'm like, where's Brent? Yeah. Um, it's and not so, where's Waldo, it's like, where's my friends who keep, like, forgetting them, like, not there. Okay. <laughs> Well, we, you're tough to keep track of. We we talked about uh, getting one of those little kid leashes and putting a little, it harness, on a, little harness, little harness, <laughs> not See, a not a leash. We would not trophy, See, for my, but for our listeners, let's give an example. There was a like a He's set of friends. Sad. We got to we got to dial. Well, let's in. get an example. <laughs> so you had these guys like all you can tell all buddies that they don't see each other like we were talking earlier. They get together and then they pull, they pull me aside. Hey, dude, you got a second? I had a camera on my shoulder, so they respect me as a photographer. Hey, can you take a quick shot? So I even composed it for him. He's like, man, we got a pro photographer doing nice. Just joking around. Take a shot. I'll look over and my buddies are gone. Here, I'm just doing my part. Yeah, well, what you're really doing is you're inconveniencing us. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I think that's really the issue. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that right. We don't care how productive you're being. You know, when we want to eat, oh. you know. Or I think the real problem is I should have hung out with those guys. Right. <laughs> they, were actually, they were actually showing more love in that <laughs> Know who your true friends are. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, I, I'll take your pictures from now on. These guys really are not yeah. the best friends. Thanks. Well, so I want to hear your miss before I tell you mine because I think there's, I think they're similar. So we uh, we're recording this on, on what's today? Friday. Okay. Uh, the twenty fifth. Friday the twenty fifth, um, which okay. is another January. really is another aspect of Nam that's that's uh, notable is that I have no idea what day it is. Right. And we, we got, got here been, yesterday. Yeah, we got here <laughs> yesterday. When you said yesterday we got here, I was like, that's not right. That was last week. Right? Was, uh, we got here like a month ago. Yeah. Um, so we we were at Nam all day today. There's like 10, 12 hours, and we it closes, and they're like, if you're not in one of the parties, you got to go. 
And so we we left the building and we were you know we're trying to find we a did. cab. Brent and was in one of the parties. Brent's in a party because you know Brent Waldo's somewhere. So so Mike and I are leaving. We left. We had to go walk around. We finally get to uh, I don't even remember where it was. We might have, might have gotten to somewhere that we were kind of staging and figuring out what we were doing and you're we're looking at instagram and where we just were john mayer's hanging out with people picture him in front of the wall in front of the wall we were just at (laughs) and uh i went i've i my fiance is a huge john mayer fan we went to i took her to a john mayer concert for her birthday last year it would have been so so cool if i would have gotten a selfie of me and john mayer and messaged it to her just been like, are you jealous? Yeah. Um, that would have been that would have been so awesome, and it was literally five minutes behind where I was standing for twelve hours. Yeah. Well, twelve it, hours actually, and five minutes. Okay, you were standing fine. there for twelve hours. I stood yeah. in the same spot for twelve. Okay, hours. Wow. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's a miss for you. It's more like karma because it, as you continue to make fun of me, <laughs> I went to this hey, circle. I went to this certain show and I came actually out with like goodies from that show and good connections. From he that did. Show. He brought us t-shirts. It's I, true. I gotta say. It's true. It's, that and yeah. he actually bought us dinner too. So all right, so we'll start picking on Brent. Yeah. So mine's kind of similar to yours. It's not. It's probably not as like John Mayer. John Mayer's pretty cool. Yeah. But again, um, where was we he were, at again? John he Mayer. He was up in the um, the guitar booth across from Gibson. Well, I forget oh. which one. Yeah. I should have written it down. Yeah, we must have just missed him too. Yeah. So yeah. so last night we get to the. Um, the venue, the Grove in Anaheim to see the, the Gibson show. And I don't know why you came in later or something. What was up with that? Did I Like it's so long ago yesterday yeah. that I forgot. Mm-hmm. But you and I are walking around and we're walking in the front door and we walk by this guy and I turn and I'm like, that's a guy from the Goldbergs and Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was, it was, just Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. And you're like, Who, you really, what? And, like, you didn't notice him at all. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's him. Nobody's there. Like, we got there before most people. We, you know, we chatted Well, down. we were there early, and we, could, we thankfully missed out on that whole parade of, like, the protests. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other yeah. story. That was when they made them really It's a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Um, but, so, so I see Jeff Garland. In my hand, I have my camera. Because we're going around, and we're talking to people, and we're interviewing them and things. Mike Scott microphone in his hand with our pdx spotlight logo on it right we're all set everything's perfect and it's ready to go right if something crazy happened like jeff garland happens to fucking walk past us right (laughs) and we're like hey we just want to get people to say hey yeah i'm so and so and you're you're watching pdx spotlight or whatever you are stupid little promo spots like jeff garland he'd be funny to you know yeah and by the time we kind of realized the mistake he was backstage because he was hosting the show, and all night we watched him on stage going, why didn't you? Yeah. Well, and my thing too was, so you said, I think that's Jeff Garland, and I was like, ah, maybe. I yeah. mean, yeah. why would Jeff Garland, he's not a musician, yeah, why would he be here? But and see, then we go inside, we go inside, and they introduce our host for the evening, Jeff Garland, and, and the like, first yeah. thing I thought was, we walked past Jeff we, Garland. We blew it. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> you knew him. I didn't really know him. Yeah. I know his face. I was like, I couldn't tell you. Maybe he's a comedian right. actor. I know him somewhere, but I don't really know yeah. him. But that's not what I meant to. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, that stuff happens all over the place. You know, it's, yeah. it's a, like I said earlier, I don't know who I walked by that I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I missed. I'm sure I missed all kinds of people. Missed a ton of people. Yeah. One person that I think a lot of people missed that we didn't, because we, we got an interview with him, 
is Danko Jones. God, that was a good transition. Oh, yeah. I'm a professional? Yeah. Well, Danko Jones is a musician I've been aware of for a while. I came across an album in a couple years. It was Below the Belt. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but I saw him on the Uproar tour. And the crazy thing about Uproar at the time, there was two stages. There was an inside that had like Alice in Chains and Jane's Addiction. Outside, there was all these bands. There was like Walking Papers and just Dead Daisies at the time, which was new to me, which is like a great band in itself. And then Danko Jones. There's like, who's, who are these guys? You know, like the, most people don't even know him, right? Yeah. But I had heard something about him, looked into him, and I liked what I heard. He's got a really cool trilogy video from that, that era of music, and it was just awesome. But man, this guy is like fire on stage. Just one of those kind of people when you go see him, like, I need to get more of his stuff. I need to see more of his shows, right? Yeah. And in his videos, too, he's very powerful. Like, his, the way we got to see uh, one of the videos, I think, the, is it the video he just released? Or is that the, no, the that's, video? That's, you, that's, that's from the one, one of the yeah. That's the one that you're referring to. Uh, we watched it the other night after we knew that uh, we were going to be working with him today, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's like has such a presence yeah. on yeah, on camera." Yeah, um, and then we we actually meet him uh, at Orange, uh, the Orange booth, and uh, have an interview set up with him. And he's just the nicest, most unassuming guy who can get away with walking around Nam with kind of nobody worried about that. Him. That really surprised me yeah and I've you know Brent turned me on to Danko not not that long ago and I've kind of become a junkie like I just love his music I'm like how did I not know about this guy he's got kind of that you know he's a, he's a hard rocker but he's got kind of that Thin Lizzy influence going yeah, on sure. and it's like and I'm a big Thin Lizzy fan I'm like oh my god how did I not know who this guy was and I think that that's you know he kind of plays in that range where he's He's popular enough that he's got a good following, but he can walk around. He can fly under the radar. He can walk around Nam, and we're like, yeah. And we said something like, uh, "Why are people not coming up to you?" Yeah. And he's like, "Who me?" <laughs> like, oh, like yeah, like you're you're a nobody. Yeah, like, dude, you're a freaking rock star. Yeah, and he's uh, he he was so nice and uh, uh, just approachable that I was after after we were all done with with our little uh, like a little, our little spot with him uh, I wanted to be like you want to go grab a beer or yeah. something like we yeah. <laughs> hang out yeah yeah so we um, it's interesting how it happened too um, we've been trying to get Danko on our show for a couple months now so we we often reach out to national touring bands um, we've we've kind of transi- transitioned from this Portland only little um, TV show to a bigger operation that's got more producers on the team and we're reaching out to these national bands and we're doing some bigger bands now and we reached out to his camp a few times and we even had um, um, the booker at Dante's reach out to him for us and we never heard back and just coincidentally uh, I got an email it was last night. Yeah, it was. We had already arrived here. Yeah, and it was one of these press emails. You get hundreds of emails from Nam once you're registered and you've opted into their email list. You you know prepare for a lot of emails. It's yeah. like, hey, here's what's happening today. Yeah. Dude, there's um, so much in Nam though. Do you get? Yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy. Ton. So I get this email from a PR agency that says um, Denko Jones is going to be on site and he's available for interviews. If you'd like an interview with them, let us know. 
like, well, who are we? We're just, you know, some little TV show from Portland, Oregon. Uh, hell yeah, we want to interview with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I replied, I mean, I probably replied in the first five minutes of her sending the email out. I don't know how many other people replied. It was interesting how easy it was to just reply and say, well, yeah, we want to talk to him. You know, we've been trying to talk to him for two months. Yeah. And we love this guy. And we, you know, we, it's funny when you don't know somebody, and we kind of talked about this on our way to the to the venue this morning, we're like, what if he's a dick? Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what if we, he's you know, awful? How, how is this going to go? Because I, let me, I'll be honest. I did the interview. I am not an interviewer. We have a host. Boy, well, don't we know that. Yeah. You, <laughs> you learn today. That's but, why he's behind the camera. Yeah. And, that's right. That, there's a reason Luke is our host. He knows what he's doing. We're like, all right, well, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, I think our side of the interview was a little rough, but Danko was great. He was just a really humble guy. It was really cool. And the fact that he came and met with us specifically, we scheduled time, he showed up to meet with us. It was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. We want to play some of the footage um, for you guys today. And, and there's a couple segments that he talked about. Um, I was particularly interested in kind of his, his process and his tour. And so um, that was one of the first things we asked him was, you know, what's going on with the tour? Uh, finished our last European tour right before uh, the holidays, so we've been um, just laying low. I'm here at NAM for the week. I've uh, been here since Tuesday. I'm leaving tomorrow. And then we start our West Coast American tour uh, on February 6th in, in Vegas. We, we also uh, were interested in, because he was so available and so uh, present at NAM, what was he excited about with NAM? Like Brent, you were talking about earlier that there's just a million things that you could possibly see or do at NAM. What sorts of things was Danko Jones interested in? And his answer was was really interesting because he answered both as sort of an artist and also as a fan. Yeah, I missed I missed everyone. I missed Glenn Hughes here, he was just here earlier tonight. today. I missed Rick Nielsen yesterday over there. Yeah. Um, I just walked by Carmine Apice and tried to get a selfie with him, but he was he was headed for his booth. Yeah. So a lot of misses here at Nam, <laughs> but I have I've met a, a whole bunch of other people. It's been cool. Like there's a lot of just friends and bands walking yeah. around. It's nice to meet up with people and uh, you know I did Steve Jones's podcast at KLOS two days ago. So it's it's a Nam thing but it's also other things and yeah. so my highlight so far is meeting Steve Jones I thought it was really interesting that Danko actually is a fan just like everybody else you know the fact that he's talking about Rick Nielsen and he's talking about all these people that he missed like those are his misses for the day yeah it's like oh this guy's just he's a fan just like us yeah he happens to be a rock star but it, I thought it was cool that he was kind of fanboy just like we are yeah well, you know, one thing to note on that, too, it's like, that's this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, too. NAM is about the people, right? So it's, you literally, you're not emailing Danko. You're not, you know, Skyping them or whatever. You're actually talking to them face-to-face. You're going straight to the person. And that's one thing that's cool about NAM is you bring all these people together. I mean, sometimes it's hard because, like, you may see friends in the business or something, like, you're hugging my guys. Hey, my friends, like, I haven't seen in a while, and you're blah, blah, blah. And you, these guys are busy, too. So it's not like you can stand there and talk all day. You, you can kind of like catch up for a little bit, but that's just the way it is. But 
that one-on-one is huge for you know making the connections in the business. And Danko, in specifically, is super busy because he has a whole host of other projects that he's working on all the time, and we were fortunate enough to actually get to ask him about that as well. Outside of performing, I like writing. I started to write more just to fight the boredom from touring. There's a lot of hours on during the day on a tour, and you got nothing to do. Some people fill it up with stuff that'll get them in trouble, and I, I, I just started to just stay in the dressing room and just like wait, count down the hours till we get on stage, and it got boring fast. So I just started writing on a laptop, and that's what happened. Then I really got into it. It killed, killed like off days for me and show days for me, and that's what happened. And I started reaching out to rock magazines in Europe, and uh, they started giving me columns. So that's, uh, that's the other thing I do. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to Danko Jones' podcast, I would highly recommend it. We're kind of, I'm only a few episodes in, and I'm kind of bouncing around. You know, there's different episodes we listened to episode one this morning, which is about 10 minutes. It's, it's kind of funny, and well, I'll just... You, you'd have to listen to I'll it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, listen to the end. It's okay. Right. Yeah, make it through You're going to be okay. Make it through the first one. You'll be okay. You'll be a little shocked at first. You're like, no, please don't. And then it turns out okay. Um, but I started listening to some of his interviews with other musicians, um, like Duffin Kagan. was a great interview, and, and they're so similar. They're both like really intelligent guys. They're both authors. They're, you know, it's like so. Listening to them kind of bounce off of each other, I thought it was really interesting. Um, he, he interviews Marty Feldman um, a number of times. I've listened to one of them, and it's Marty just Feldman, Marty Friedman. Uh, Friedman, sorry, Marty Feldman, not, uh, not the big-eyed actor from the yeah. from the seventies. No, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that would be a good interview, but Marty Friedman, thank you. Um, and and so there's all kinds, and I, I haven't even gotten very far into it yet, but I'm far enough to go. Okay, I want to keep going. So if you like rock and roll and you like to learn about other rockers and you want to hear kind of the inside scoop this guy is very he's very good at this kind of stuff and there are some people who i listen to a lot of podcasts and so there are some people who do podcasts that whether even if the material isn't necessarily entertaining the person delivering it is yeah so and he he's, sure. he's, he's yeah. absolutely one of those types of people where you know, I can just throw it on in the background and I just can kind of listen to it right. passively. And even if he's talking about something that isn't really my cup of tea, it's still interesting yeah. to me because of the way that he, he kind of structures it and the way that he talks. Yeah, and I get the impression that his guests, so far what I've heard, that they're equally entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, we're, we're kind of fly by the seat of our pants here tonight, but, you know, the guy knows his stuff. He knows music. He knows his guests. He personally knows his guests. Which that actually that you know, alone makes think, a good podcast. I think, yeah, he's got credibility with within um, his peer group, which is great. So I, I like it so far a lot. Um, and I'm um, probably not as podcast savvy as you are, Mike, but it's it's very entertaining. Um, and I have not read his book yet. Um, what's his book called? Um, I've, I've got, got something, something, to, something say. to say. I've got something um, to say. I have not read it, but I'm going to now. Um, the more I get to learn about him, the more I want to learn about him. Um, the, the last thing I think we should say about Danko, because we're probably getting a little long-toothed in this 
conversation. Um, you need to check out his music. And yeah. we're only well, a day and a half in the time. I know. Well, I think I think Brent's right. It's like if you don't know who Danko Jones is, you, you should Google him. Yeah, yeah. figure should, it out. Find yeah, out. You should learn like, who he is. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. not difficult to find. If you Google him, you're going to find him because there's not a lot of Danko Jones stuff that isn't him out yeah. there. And um, but just put him on your Spotify list. Yeah, and, you know he's he's got a great subscribe um, to his podcast. He, put him on your Spotify. Yeah, he's got some great albums. And um, the last thing I guess we'll say we'll hear from him is about his new album. The new single is called Dance, 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 and we just released it today, like you said. And we also kind of disclosed the name of the new album, which is called A Rock Supreme, and that's out April 26th of this year. All right, so we've spent a lot of time on Danko uh, in this podcast. This is more of, supposed to be more of a NAM podcast, but uh, what can we say? We're fanboying on it. Can I just say that I, we're going to move off of Danko here in a minute, but we have officially invited him on the show, so we're hoping that we can actually film his show. Um, we want to share, like all bands that we have on our show, we want to share that through our video um, with the rest of the world. And so, personally... I think he would be a killer show. He's playing at Dante's on February 20th. So if you're in the Portland area, um, check it out. If you're checking out his tour in the U.S., I think it's a West Coast tour, it, you owe it to yourself. It's but like a 20-day tour, so it's a round. It's a, I think it's a short tour, yeah. But that's our goal, just so everybody knows. Um, we will uh, keep the conversation going, and hopefully we'll, we'll work with him again. All right, so Mike, take us home. I think we're, uh, I think we're all, what is it? It's midnight exactly. And How many shows will be missed by doing this? I don't know, but we're all going to probably get up at 7 a.m. and do it all over again. So, so we're going to sign off for tonight, but we'll probably be back tomorrow with more of NAM 2019 uh, from Anaheim, well, California. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us for part one of PDX Spotlight live from the NAM show 2019. Big thanks to Danko Jones and Eargasm Earplugs for their time. Of course, remember to subscribe to the podcast and follow PDX Spotlight on all social media platforms at PDX Spotlight.